1: This is the beverage of the people. It always has been, right? Like, it's beer. At the heart of beer is cheerfulness and fellowship and convivialism. Like, uh, so that that's in the that whatever. And I'm I'm excited to hear about it. But whatever this is that you've concocted, <laughs> it's in the spirit of beer, right? Yeah. yeah. So what like you boys are drinking? Yeah.
0: Alright everybody, welcome into another episode of the Bruins and Bruins Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 22, I'm pretty sure. Probably. I'm, I'm like 90% sure about that. We looked before this, but it's alright. Uh, my name is Cam Hasbick, joined as per usual by Drew Johnson. We are a The Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards and sponsored by DraftKings. We've got a special one for you on tap here tonight. We are down at the beautiful Bissell Brothers Brewing Company here in Portland, Maine on Thompson's Point. Right here in the Brickyard, joined by the one and only Peter Bissell. How you doing, man?
1: Oh, good. Thanks to uh, thanks for coming down. Happy to be here. Happy yeah. to have you guys in the building. Let's go. Yeah, we could not be more excited. Yeah. Man. I
0: mean, we've talked about, uh, especially coming here, because uh, as we'll get to, this is genuinely one of my favorite places to come in Portland. Oh, thank as you, you so much. By the, yeah, ha- yeah, thank, thank you so much. I also loved your merch. have really get get for you, a man. while, even before yeah. we <laughs> so. This isn't just sucking up, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it's it's been it's been excellent, and uh, you know we'll we'll get into some brewery stuff here in a sec. But um, first of all, for people who don't know you and maybe aren't local, do you want to kind of give us a little bit of a background about you and about kind of what led you to start the brewing company in the first place?
1: Sure, absolutely, be happy to. Uh, so we are actually in our tenth year of operation. We will officially turn ten in December of 2023. So um, yeah, we're. Uh, it's kind of taking it all in and uh, kind of looking at where we've come from and where we're going, and we've got a bunch of cool stuff begin to take shape uh, throughout the year, um, which will, I'm sure will accumulate in uh, some big actual like proper party. But uh, we've got other stuff lined up. We've got a big uh, subby variant week that that's in, in planning where we're going to re- release a lot of riffs on subby. Uh, that should be sometime this spring, and then... Um, uh, the last time we really celebrated was for our fourth anniversary, and we flew one of our favorite bands, Tokyo Police Club, in and partied oh. at Aura, um, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, those types of festivities will, I'm sure, take shape, but uh, yeah, looking back over 10 years, uh, once upon a time, uh, I was a photographer and graphic designer. I still am, uh, just for this company. Um, I try <laughs> to have a lot of help now, uh, that, that, that's for sure, but um No, I I was kind of doing that, uh, sort of living the freelance, solopreneur life. Uh, My studio is down on Exchange Street, and uh, my wife and I were living downtown. I guess she wasn't my wife then. Um, Man, the years, the years keep coming. lady congratulations! Thanks. (laughs) And um, uh, so my brother, so I was in this kind of like marketing and graphic design world, and learning how to promote myself and my work, and. uh, Kind of already in the trenches. I'm older than my brother, so my brother was still in school at uh, Farmington, and he was homebrewing a lot. He actually really he came to live with me the previous summer, and lived in the house with me and all my friends, and we were all in restaurant work and worked at a uh, restaurant called Great Diamond Island out in Casco Bay. That's actually where I met my wife and. It was like you know a summer movie type thing. Yeah, we uh, you get off the boat with like four hundred bucks cash in your pocket and just it'd all be gone. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so back much on fun. The boat with that, yeah. It was great. It was so much fun. But yeah. uh, my brother during this time was homebrewing a lot and like he actually he was nineteen at the time, so we were like buying him beer. And um, <laughs> uh, my my roommates were like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" Like our kitchen was just like a, a, a mess of a laboratory um, with uh, these stovetop homebrews. brews and. Um, you know allagash white was really formative for him at the time and just kind of being not yet being able to go to breweries well we'll get to that because you know we were kind of part of that taproom revolution and that sort of on-premise switch but uh the seed was sown in uh, right around thanksgiving 2011 so we were into we were into beer he got me into craft beer i mean i I was always sort of into it in college but he really kind of got me into it and uh he hit me up and he's like, "Look, like I I want to do this. I want to I want to brew beer, but we should do this together. We should start our own thing. Like, I don't want to work for someone else." And at the time, my sort of career was like really like going where I wanted it to go. I was yeah. getting the gigs I wanted to get. I was I was commanding the price I wanted to get. I was I was doing interesting work and I was fulfilled at the time, but I really it re- like something about it kind of sparked. Look at this, the Habs
2: oh yeah we got yeah, to yeah, we mention sure that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we got the habs <laughs> and Bruins suck. on right they suck so bad They'll right now so. i feel bad they're
1: a legendary team but yeah uh, no, it's <laughs> like I, yeah yeah I, this, hopefully this goes the way i think it's going. Go. <laughs> but um i it really it sparked something in me because i i saw the potential for this to grow into more than just like because the work i was doing It was limited to, like, the hours in the day. Like, it was the work that I could produce at the time. Yeah. Um, And I saw, even then, you know, we really did not know what we were getting into. But I saw (sighs) the potential for this to grow into something bigger than the two of us. So that was when the seed was sown, was, like, around Thanksgiving break, 2011. So it took us. Um, I'm, I'm actually gonna get a drink myself. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, What I'm hearing is that
0: you saw the Bruins win the cup, and you were like, "All right, well,
1: is, we're going for goals." <laughs> that and so like, well, yeah, it's funny. It's, I was watching. Amazing. I was watching that. My wife. Uh, around then was getting her master's in London and um, we were together we weren't married, we were together so we did the long distance for like nine months, it was great, I spent a lot of time in London absolutely love oh, London yeah, nice. but um, she came back and she, she, I didn't know exactly when she was going to come back um, and she came into my apartment at the time and we were watching the final uh, that year, so it was funny uh, she burst into us watching the final, um, again that feels like yesterday About due for another one! About due for another one! We'll get to that, though. Feels
2: like we've been due a couple of times. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But, uh, um, so it took us two years from, like, that inception of, like, okay, this is what we want to do. It took us about two years, almost to the, well, I shouldn't say about, it was almost two years to the day before we poured beer uh, in December, December 7th of 2013, and those two years were really formative. I learned more in those two years than I ever did in school. Yeah. Like, it was... Mm-hmm. Even at the relatively small scale that we started at, um, which I... Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, it was a crash course. It was a lot of fear. It was bigger than anything I had attempted, you know, from a small town up north. Like, we weren't... You know, this was a very big league shit um, for us at that time. Yeah. And we... But he had this recipe, you know, that he kept refining the substance, and uh, you know, I was building this brand. And we were just, you know, it felt right, you know, like it was hard, and there there were setbacks, and again, that we're starting from scratch. We yeah. it wasn't like our parents were industrialists or anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we we, uh, we were really starting from from base. And uh, but we learned that I look back at those two years as some of the most formative of my life. And we launched with the substance, which still doesn't taste like any beer that, that I can name. Uh, but at the time, there was nothing. It was in a world by itself. Yeah. And uh, the beer got refined over over the years. But uh, we launched with that and um, immediate demand. And so we had our hands full from the get-go. And then in the spring of the following year, we got the taproom open. So I don't know. You guys probably... Never made it out to the original spot, no, right? No, yeah, so it made this is a, um, a brewery incubator area um, right across the street from Allegash. Yeah. It's called One Industrial Way. It's still the the legend lives on. It's still you got Foundation, yeah, which opened right around right when there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foundation opened right around when we did, and Austin Street opened on the back side of the building. Yeah. It was one of these light industrial buildings that yeah. so many breweries started, not just in Maine, but all over, and. Um, uh, there were these two little... I mean, like the, the two little front rooms because these buildings were designed for like auto mechanics and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. So there was always like a little front office room. I swear to God, it was no bigger than this area that we're sitting in right now. But we went through the wall and those two front rooms became the, the tasting room. So that was a little bit of an afterthought after just getting the brewing production up. Mm-hmm. But uh, the canning machine came in in February of that year and that was a whole other... The can was the other thing. So Marshall Wharf was a brewery. It's now closed. But they were the only ones that put out 16-ounce cans in Maine. Really? Yeah. That's and, crazy. to think. And it was about that like a I really cool start. Place, yeah. They were like, uh, they were up in Belfast. I was really inspired by them. They were very raw and gritty. Uh, David, the founder, like I, I I really liked him and was inspired by him. And the beers were uncompromising. They were big. The, the, the one beer called, it was called Cant Dog. Um, it was like, some railway terminology or like logging terminology, but, uh, it was big. It was like 8% mega hot bomb. Um, and, and you couldn't really get the can, you know, like you, they were very small batch and they come into beer cellar every now and then. And, um, so, and that, and obviously like heady topper, you know, like we had felt the mystique of these. So 16 ounce cans were the way to go as far as we we were concerned. Uh, what is the package that we wanted the beer to be in? And all we could afford was this. Um, it was from the same company that we still use, called Wild Goose. Um, and it was um, it was like a two head filler, and it was manual. You you, you took two two cans yeah. <laughs> and you trigger the CO two purge, and it filled. And then you put it in one by one into this seamer with the lid on it. And it sounds simple, but that was a whole other crash course in temperature and pressure and carbonation, which we knew so little about, you know, we were trying to package the beer way too warm and we really wanted it to be effervescent. We wanted you to be able to smell the hops like Mm -hmm. around here. So we were carving the fuck out of it, Mm -hmm. which just led to break Mm -hmm. out. And, uh, but that was another, it was a painful process, but we knew like we had this thing and it Mm -hmm. was felt really great to hold the can and that primed you for the taste that was coming after. So we, we always knew that we were on the right path. And uh, I, I, looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. We, we did everything ourselves to the yeah. extent that we could and took it one step at a time, but so we get this tap room open and we made it our own. Like I know graffiti artists and my boy Brett came in and like put up this crazy art all through the brewery that like, it's like, this is totally unique. And that to me was always really important. Like Mm -hmm. this, we can't be copying anyone else. You get inspired by other things, but you can't just rip anything. So it's like, this is all ours. And, uh, we got the tap room open. We had a janky green refrigerator that we spray painted. Only thing on tap was substance. You know, we, did the draft system ourselves, yeah. and the only beer that we were making was substance. And then the people started coming and fuck. I mean, like at the time to get 30 or 40 cases of properly packaged beer took like all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just due to the slowness of, of what we were working with, but also our greenness and like a lot of short fills and, but this beer would just vanish and people started lining up and, it was it was exciting and it was like validating, but it was also like it kept the pressure going. It was like fuck, we have to if there's a line in front of this place on a Thursday, like yeah. we, we gotta deli- it. we gotta yeah. deliver, we gotta <laughs> yeah. deliver what they want and like not fuck it up. And uh, you know, we had started just with wholesaling the keg, so that the. The bars in town, there was a huge demand there, and we were we didn't fucking have enough beer and uh, mm-hmm. out of the gate, these are the in and, and you know, we kept hearing the same thing over and all oh, these are good problems, and they were, but it was a problem yeah, still. Yeah. So, uh, prob- good problems are still problems
0: that need to be addressed yeah. at some point, especially from a business perspective.
1: So um, um we we started with two units out there that were connected. The main beer company had previously been there, but mm-hmm. they vacated and we we kind of worked with them, and they we bought some of their existing equipment that was in place, like their yeah. chiller and whatnot was was hooked up and 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 good to go. So. Again, you would not believe how little we knew about the equipment at the time. It was so like when the equipment started dropping, it was yeah. very
0: nerve. That inspires me because I bought one of those home brew kits and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be pretty easy." And then I started reading through the directions. I was like, "Oh my god, that's so much!" That was for like little the fucking like Amazon. Ones. Yeah, so, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, beer and brewing. And- it's a it's, well.
1: it's, um, it's very democratic because you can't really cut any corners, yeah. you know, brewing on the stovetop there, are, you can grab efficiencies. And, and now here we lean into that, you know, if we can get half an hour or 20 minutes off a brew cycle. Yeah. That's like, huge, yeah, that's huge yeah. as <laughs> it compounds over the year, but by and large, the process takes the same amount of time. So
3: right.
1: any yeah, you great beer recipe. That. It's a it's a test to any great beer recipe. That has been done by its maker so many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's taken hundreds and thousands of hours to get to where it is, you know. And uh, it is a, really a testament to, to brewers. And I'm, I'm not a brewer. You know, I'm talking about my brother and his his ilk, people like that. Uh, if you have a beer recipe that you love, boy, you can't imagine the tens of thousands of hours that have gone into making it good yeah. like that. So, so that period was a lot of fun. And it was new and... Um, you know, people were coming out and we were running out of beer, and that that did you know, we we never tried to um orchestrate that or like or fabricate sort of the, the demand, but it was just okay, like the the brand and that I think the distinctness and the newness of the taste put us in this predicament where for nine months, baby genius was our second beer, and we didn't fuck with that for 10 months, yeah, <laughs> until we we're like okay, like everyone needs to like we need something new, but. We spent all that time just trying to refine the process of both brewing and packaging and distribution. There was like Mm -hmm. five of us doing all this. Yeah. First it was just three, then four, then five you know, like sooner or later, like we started, you know, if you if you were a buddy and came out there to help out, you you'd get stuck there. You know, like (laughs) like they all ended up working. Most of them are still here. Um that's awesome. But uh the 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 big crescendo was in the summer of two thousand fifteen. That was when by by now we were making a few, but di- we only had a few beers at any given time. But that was when I think like that tasting room culture really like crescendoed because Austin Foundation, Austin Street, we were all open by that time. And going into that summer, that's how it's a story for another day. But that's how I got roped into High Roller and how I met yeah. those guys because I'm a partner in that business too. And um, they were they they were just starting, but we lined it up five. Food vendors. That was like the the food truck sort of wave too, Mm -hmm. coincided with this, because these crowds were out there. It was like, all right, we need food of some kind. Like we need this fucking. And thankfully, the landlord was loved all of it because it was like this late industrial like parking lot was a fucking party every Saturday. (laughs) Um, And um, so we had food. We we lined up food. So that that summer, it was a different food truck of the five that we work with every day. We were only open five days of a week at the time and kind of standing back and looking at this like, shit, this is crazy. We yeah. were selling at the time. It was 90% of the beer was being sold on premise. Um, we were still, we, we were making more at the time. We were able to get more tanks in, but, uh, as quickly as like the initial wave of insanity to get to that point had subsided, I realized like where I we? we ended up with three connected units, two on the front and one in the back, and then a separate unit in the same building but not connected at the other end of the building, and that was where we put all the cans. Because that's something that a lot of people don't tend to think about. It's like those cans come by the truckload. You need to have a place to put them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't just order like a few cases worth. Like they come in a fucking tractor trailer, and yeah. that shit needs to go somewhere. Um, and it's a lot of floor space. So we were lucky that we we had what we needed, but we were we were done, and the demand was like through the roof. You know, like we weren't trying to you know, fly too close to the sun or like bite off more than we can chew. But it was like, okay, we need to grow. So I got connected with the Thompson's Point guys very serendipitously. And I came down here and I was like, in my, in my mind, I wanted a rest. I was like, I it, the previous three years had taken a lot out yeah. of me. But this, it was like, all right, we, we can't stop now. So I came down here. Again, this is like early 2015. Came down here, this whole building and I lived in Portland for a long time at the time, and I this whole area was just like a wasteland. I never knew what it was. I, yeah. I glanced at it occasionally from the highway, but- Train stations here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um, really all. And uh, well, it's, it's funny that the train station's there because this whole campus, in the at the turn of the cent, like the turn of the nineteenth into the twentieth century, this was like the hub of the main central railway, mm-hmm. and in an era where like trains were still used for yeah. passengers and freight way more than they are now, yeah, yeah. so this was like the hub of the biggest railway in Maine. This was a rail car repair building. Um, so I toured it. The whole building was open. There was none of this. It was just like a shithole. Um, but the brick was nice. It was a hundred year old building, or it was built in like nineteen oh three, so over hundred years old and all the original beams like that beams 1903 all the the big beams out there it's yeah. all 1903 that's kind of awesome yeah, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> i could see i was like boy this this could be cool um and we we took a gamble and that was a whole other designing this and uh um but it you know what they delivered we get we we got the whole thing and then the other thing that was like okay we need to as small as it was, this is a manufacturing operation. We have to disconnect all this shit and move it, yeah. you know, and go offline. And it was scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we, we were doing well, but it was still a smaller business. So like that interruption in cash flow, I was like, fuck, when mm-hmm. is this shit going to stop? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it all, it all came to pass and it all, it all went relatively smoothly. We got the building delivered exactly on the day that we were promised it, which is unheard of nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old days Especially of 2016. Especially Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so we opened here in June of uh, 2016 and we had space. It was just this building. We had, we've had that build, building built since. But uh, it was awesome to be able to accommodate way more people and yeah. more tanks. And by this time we had a portfolio, of you know, Swish, you know, probably our most popular and famous beer apart from Substance had been really, you know, there was swish mania out at Industrial Way at the end of our time there, and that carried over down here. And um, we rocked, it was still like lines every day, it was still, you know, that subsided as the industry has kind of matured, or at least this latest iteration of the industry has matured. Um, But um, for the first couple years down here, it was still like batshit every day, lines out the door. Um, and the next kind of stage of evolution was in 2000, uh, we upgraded the brew house. So we went from 10 barrel to 20 barrel. Um, you guys know the industry a little bit. You understand like the, like the efficiencies, right? Like, okay, now we're making double the beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we had this kit, we had this, our original 10 barrel kit and um, I my brother's kind of end goal was to get into mixed fermentation and and sour yeah. you know farmhouse sales oh yeah um, you know there's a lot of different adjectives that Me mean different sour, things but yeah <laughs> um, but uh, also we kind of uh, really wanted to do something I think our first instinct is always do something different not try to, like one you you can better is subjective right it's yeah. not it's hard to quantify better but it's not hard to quantify different so it's always been important to us to like do our own thing and make sure that it's us and pouring us yeah. into it and um and when i say us i mean everybody at the company because we've we, we taken ev- everyone shapes the trajectory of it and but noah went to florida with my parents they, they do Florida, like, every April, and I, for whatever reason, couldn't go that year. Um, you yeah, know, I was doing our own thing, and, but he came back, and I was already thinking about the move and the fact that we'd have this brew house, because the new brew house, I should mention, was, like, being built to coincide with the move down here. So, um, I, our hometown of Milo, way up north, yeah. <laughs> nothing going on, but there's something special about it. I feel like everyone has there's something special about your hometown we're like let's let's open in Milo it's wild it made no sense but I was thinking about that then he came home from Florida and he was like yo we should the 10 barrel we should we should do something in Milo and I was like dude I was thinking the exact same thing (laughs) hell yeah so um, that was a surreal that was the next kind of arc was to shop for a property in Milo and the cool thing about doing something this batshit is like up there built like stuff is sold for a song Compared to oh, them. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So there was this former... When we were growing up, it was a snowmobile service <laughs> station and dealership located on the International Snow Sled Trail up there, which goes all the way to Canada. And um, we... Our family didn't really do that, but it was always like a, a marker to me. Like, driving to Bangor was like the city up there. It was like 30, yeah. 40 minutes away. And like, when it was time to go to Walmart or wherever, like, there was none of that in Milo, really. So like, going to the city meant going to Bangor. Mm-hmm. And coming home... You know, being a a boy, my head on the window, I would see that Arctic Cat sign and, like, know that we were coming into Milo. So it was surreal. I had never been in the building when we toured it to buy it. And I was like, this is is insane. This is insane. Um, But we got the building. And then the the Milo arc, Bissell Brothers Three Rivers, that began um, with the building purchase in March 2017. And that opened the following summer following like july we opened that um and it just it was the right thing to do um our mother in that time had passed Mm -hmm. um so it was like we're, we're bringing this back we're gonna tell the bissell story and it did, it did serve some financial purposes because, you know, the, the primary production up there, we sell everything that we make here. It's a full yeah. tap room. It's very cool. If you're ever in the area, I would strongly I encourage you. It. It's, it's, it's very the fun. Incredible. Uh, we have a huge beer garden. We have a 1920s caboose as part of the beer garden. Ryan Adams spray-painted the inside. It's very it's, – you can do things up there that you can't here. There's no red tape to speak of. We have, right. we have yeah. our concerts up there. Like, we have our own stage. Like, it's, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Um, So, but, but, um, it does serve some sort of financial ends because, you know, we're paying Portland rent down here and it it all works. But for so many of the beers that we make there, you know, these beers, nine, 12 months in Oak, easy, you know, if not more. And I I didn't really want to like pay rent for the beer to age because the beers made up there that one of the primary ingredients is time. Mm-hmm. So to own, a, to own the building up there outright and like it's the beer can take all the time yeah. it needs in this area yeah. It's a slower pace right. of life. There's yeah. less and we sell swish you know Everything that's made here as I said, it's it's up there But the beer produced up there takes time and we've got nothing but it up there. Yeah. So uh, uh, Then we acquired the house um, the cool thing about Milo is if you need something you just talk about it loudly at the pub. Yeah. Which is a Pat's Pizza. So I was there and <laughs> oh, I, pizza. I wanted to do you know, the, the town, the history of the town is built on the backs of the railroad. You know, yeah. it's a, you know the, the 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 middle school mascots are railroaders, everyone's grandparents work for the railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big part of the culture up there. So I was like, Man, like we need to send this up some way. So I um we're located right across the Sebek River from the Derby Shops, which in the heyday was literally one of the biggest rail yards in the Northeast. It was a major transportation and commerce hub for rail cargo going between Canada and the eastern coast of the United States. And there are all these old cars over there, like passenger cars from like the 50s and 60s. I was like, oh. I went in them, you can go in them, and we talked to the people, and I'm, yeah, I'd like to get one of these over here, it would take a lot of work to refurb the inside, but I was talking about this shit loudly at Pat's Pizza, and then someone comes out of the woodwork, a, a realtor I, I had known, but her and her husband were rail buffs, I guess, and they had a couple of cabooses on tracks on their property, and that's how that shit goes out that's there, crazy. so <laughs> um, we had them moved, uh, the same company uh, that does our rigging for our tanks here, Cody Crane out of Lewiston. And, we got this nice caboose on the on the property same thing with the house we in, in those days i mean we have a staff up there now but for some of the specialized brewing that goes on there it's less it's less r- like regimented than down here yeah because yeah. of the nature of the beer like here everything's on a tight schedule everyone knows down to the hour how long ferments take uh, with our with our ales down here and our hoppy stuff but up there it was like okay no one might need like 3 or 4 people to help with like a big series of Transfers and, and barrel work and brewing for like three days, but once every like three four weeks. So we'd bring people from up here. Call, it's that that was where like the Milo time. Like that's an inside joke here. Meant going up doing work and then drinking around the fire at the uh, the red house. yeah, First, yeah, we're around. Well, first we were like crashing at my father's house on the ca- and he was all fine with it. But after a while, I was like, when, we're a company. Like we can't be asking employees to just sleep on the floor of our parents' house. When we come up here. so i knew we needed a house in town again easy but talked loudly this dude barry who lived in this house right there another house that i'm familiar with it's like on the i started to describe it's it's pretty much on the brewery it's right there it all looks like it's one one compound but growing up this house is where our logs got delivered for firewood and it's Spartan, looking back on it but like my father would order the, order the wood however many cord full logs like this big around so he'd chainsaw them up out there and my brother and I would have to like suplex these huge <laughs> cross sections into the truck drive it an hour, like a mile across town to dad's house unload them and then in the spring we'd rent the splitter cut them up and then load them up in the truck again and drive it back around to the woodshed stack them and then in the winter, fucking get them and then put them through this arcane like setup that we had to get the wood into the basement by the, we touched this wood like 10 times before it went into the, and I was like, man, like we didn't have a lot, but like, I'll bet we, i bet we could have just paid for, for uh, whatever the heating system was at the time. Like, you know, Come on, like we touched the wood so many times. So it was this house, um, that we ended up buying and that's like everyone just calls it the red house now. So that's where people stay. Like if, you know, we have a concert up there if the Mallets or Spos are playing and I'm up there, like we we all stay and party at the red house. Uh, so we've got a little compound up there. And then, um, meanwhile, back here, um, you know, now we're in like 2019. I'm looking at food. We've had a few food, food partners and it, it worked. But again, like I'm, I'm, driven by hospitality and the on-premise experience and I really the laws had changed too at the time so COVID unfortunately forced out locally sauced our friends that were operating the the kitchen at the time Mm -hmm. happy ending they're in Yarmouth they're closer to their home they have a berry farm that's where my brother got married up in uh, New Gloucester um or um rather um so they have their own restaurant up there now and we took the kitchen over in COVID so um we opened the kitchen in may 2021 again it's not just an afterthought it's a very focused we have some really phenomenal people in there making really great food so that was it goes hand in hand and i'm calling it now i'm already seeing this but like this is going to be the next wave like food trucks are great but In terms of on-premise brewery hospitality more and more places are going to be taking over their own food and trying to make their own mark with that so that was kind of the most recent pivot here but as i say that it's like we've leaned so far into our barrel program we have employees whose sole dedication is blending and tasting barrel-aged beer um our lab which is right above our heads right now has done tremendous things for our QC and our shelf stability just to make sure that the beer is bright and effervescent and tastes the same every time mm-hmm. while constantly very subtly getting better and better uh, and then we have this other building built for all the cans our actual proper offices the podcast studio, our media studio um, and that's kind of where we're at now and um, the new that the, the next thing is uh, the space adjacent like where you guys walked in It was previously Rosemont. Before that, Mm -hmm. it was a winery um, called Cellar Door. We're taking that, and we're going to do an event space in there. It's a beautiful bar in there. We're going to expand the kitchen. Um, We're going to very likely take over bread baking and lean into uh, baking element, but also be able to do large-scale private events in there. It's a beautiful bar. It's connected. Um, There's been a lot of talk over the last few years, like, oh, like, what's the next location? And in my mind, it's like, well, yeah, like, but who's going to do it? You know, like, mm. I, I can't really just, like, go relocate to Sugarloaf for right. three months to launch a new tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Still a small... Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone's, uh, like, we would have found a way to do that. But um, if that was just one example, you know, we were looking at the mountains. But because uh, on-premise is great. That's oh, yeah. for a business, like, it's Printing it's your bread sure. and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this has solved that problem. So we'll, we get hit, hit up for private events all the time and we were at the mezzanine during the week yeah. But so yeah. that's like 35 people. It's great. It's great for what it is. And the stairs are kind of an impediment. You know, you want a ease of access. So now we've got this big room that we can, event. you know, no, it'll it'll so take probably everything. a good part of this yeah. year to get to its final form, but it's... I guess we got to throw a party Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome, no, though. But, but, um, I do like the idea of sitting up on the mezzanine and just broadcasting to the audience below, but it's all right. We can make it work on one floor. But, you know, I was
1: talking to you guys about, like, the hockey tournaments that we're involved with and, you know, my men's league team, Team Bissell Brothers and Team Hockey high roller we have multiple jer- jerseys now but we really try to encourage employees you know like making their mark and leaning into their you know like incorporating their personalities into the business uh, and I'd like to think there's a lot of that you know like most of our events or points of interest, you know, like a bunch of the guys out front are Spurs supporters uh, in the English Premier League. I know, I saw that. So but we're then I also are a United guy, right? So yeah, I yeah. Like, I my saw wife's
0: Spurs uh, yeah. scarf when I walked in, and I was like, "There's something going on." I, I kind of have
1: to be United. <laughs> I, I, I support it all. I love it, but like my wife's uh, family's British from from Manchester. Yeah, she has a family member that yeah. played for United uh, in the '60s. Oh, oh, oh. So I, I, I gotta. Yeah. That, that, that's that's my team, and. <laughs> Um, but um, uh, bowling, you know, there's a uh, and there's a big outdoor snowboarding component. You know, I, I kind of lead the charge with the hockey component. You know, our goalie is out there working. Our operations manager is a great player. Um, I just broke with him. I went home to just take a quick break before coming back to meet you guys. So really try to, you know, we make beer and we make food and we make experiences. But to really be unique, you know, we... we really try to be open to individual employee interests and to like foster that whenever we can. We've got beer making programs, the Urnet series um, where staff from any department can come with, Hey, I would like to try a cucumber lager, you know, and um, it gives them a chance to work with marketing and designing the cam label. It um, gives them a chance to work with like our wellness and philanthropy wing to like, Every You Earned a Beer benefits a charity of the brewer's choice. So they get to donate back into the community to a cause that is important to them. Uh, they obviously get um, to, to a, a taste for brew, beer production and, and the making of the beer. Um, and we encourage a, And we've had some great beers come out in the last few years through that program. It's, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, with the restaurant now, you know, we're collaborating... We, we get to do, I mean, like this Feast of the Seven Fishes was oh, a yeah. table service event around the holidays. Uh, unbelievable menu of fresh local seafood. Um, Kolsch Day, um, that's coming right up. That's, that's going to be uh, early Ooh. April. Um, yeah, I'll be th- at that one. It's <laughs> so <laughs> fun, dude. I uh, love so a lot of Kolsch. Based off um, traditional Kolsch service in Cologne, Germany, which oh. if you're not aware, is they're served in like eight ounce cylindrical glasses like this and um they they the waiters walk around with these things called cronses or kohl's wreaths and there's like 30 of them full so oh we, we'd go into a drinking hall in cologne yeah. and no 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 words are said we yeah. sit down the beer is put in front of you and they all have coasters and they keep tabs on the coaster of oh, and if there, you yeah. get halfway down they're just gonna drop another one they're like a euro mm. each you know like yeah. And they make another one. And oh. they just keep going until you right. put the coaster on top of your glass. <laughs> and then they bring a, a wireless POS and cash you out. No words are ever exchanged. Wow. So it's like, I mean, like, my brother, father, and I, when we were in Cologne, had, like, 30 pours. You know, like, it, it's crazy. Should, yeah, man. yeah. It's Yeah, uh, yeah. And with the kitchen now, we're able to do something like that and then have an all- German beer or uh, food menu yeah. to go with it. Oh so, my God, uh, I will so be... I might live here for that. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I would <laughs> highly recommend coming to that. It was so fun last oh, year. It was I the boisterous drink drinking yeah. hall out there. It was so fun. Um, so yeah, at this point, you know, we're just working to get better at everything that we do, which is, that's going to take the rest of my working days, the rest yeah. of everyone's working days if we stick with it. Uh, and it's just fun to kind of see where that goes and where it progresses. So I will I will say, to get to get on the record... Talking about football and uh, the English tier system. My wife just finished the show uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, yes. And I'm telling you, boys, it is making me want to buy the Maine Mariners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We will come back to this in a few. Or our uh,
0: USL the Portland team that they've been. Uh, uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. So so, uh, Gabe's a friend. Yeah, Gabe's
1: a friend. Um, I actually need to to reconnect with him because again, COVID as it did everything kind of push that back a little bit and uh but we are in cahoots with him to do something uh again nice. nothing nothing um solid but I, I would love to see uh, Bissell Beer Garden over there um yeah. and uh, well I I want to see the team take shape in yeah. first and foremost but uh that 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 has some good momentum behind it. That for you know, he brought some merch in the Forest City. Oh my God, the it's beautiful! It's so it's so awesome. sick, it's so so sick. Would be amazing to, yeah. if that came to fruition. I think it'd be really good for them. Well, any the any any proper football
0: stadium's got to have beer. And yeah, you know, what better than yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer than yeah. There,
1: so I
2: do have a question before we continue because we usually do beer reviews at the top of the show absolutely um, but,
0: yeah i mean i know we're gonna get down know. to these you gotta tell us a little bit yeah, about while we're yeah, drinking tell us first. a little
2: bit while we're drinking and then uh we'll give it our old review and i don't know if you know the scale that we do or we can just reveal
1: it at later <laughs> uh, i looked into it a little bit after you guys tagged me in no something sense. and i was it just like absolutely i was pointless. reading it in the voice of michael scott like, <laughs> yeah that's, that's exactly how, how, how it's meant to be done how's your Polsky to kowalski oh, yeah, scale yeah. like <laughs> what's that okay <laughs> we have uh <laughs> we
0: have drinkability And we have tasteability, neither of which are based on quality. It's purely based on how much you can drink of it, how easy it is to drink, and how easy it is to taste.
1: I like that because beer is subjective, not Mm -hmm. just to the individual but to the environment that you're drinking it in. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh yeah, well, we
0: reviewed the same beer every time Delight,
1: different
2: like a million times yeah, it, it,
1: it depends on so many factors. You know if that the tap line's dirty and and again like we're not beer snobs. My yeah. brother in the summer you go up to Milo, that Bay Door's open and that boy is slamming Bud Light wine. Yeah. Like, you know uh um but brewers you 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 might be surprised to know uh craft brewers look to macro a lot because you drink a Budweiser out of a can; it's going to taste the exact same yeah. around the planet, and that yeah. is that is a tremendous achievement. So yeah. there's a lot of things that you know smaller brewers look to in macro ales that are that have achieved crazy scale. Yeah, um, it's hard to to do that. And uh, at the garden last Saturday, where there's four of us, we're going up, and uh, someone gets the first round. Nate gets the first round. It's Corona on tap, and we're we're going up to the seat and on on the escalator I'm looking back at Trev and I'm like this tastes so what the this tastes like there's a come someone didn't like clean the lines out like this is fucking gross like yeah and, the, and all the boys were like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> we fucking dumped that shit. Whatever. You know, it was an L. Obviously around there is like 50 yeah, bucks. Yeah, like both um, of your limbs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, we went to Sky Bar and I was like, I, I now I want a good Corona after that shit. Yeah. So they had stovepipes and out of the can, ice cold. I was like, yes, this is good. But po- <laughs> the point that I'm getting away from is... Uh, Beer depends on you can have a beer that you wouldn't like in one setting, and then in a different setting, it is like exactly that is so it, true. Yeah. I was
0: I'm not a huge fan usually of like porters, like really heavier dark beers. And my buddy handed one the other day, and we were having like this beautiful Italian spread of like homemade sauce and stuff shells and stuff. Yeah, he's like, Try this, and I was like, I oh, don't usually not. I took a sip, I was like, That's great. Yeah. And it was like that style that I don't normally – maybe it was just the beer or maybe – I don't know what it was. Yeah. But like I feel like that's situational. Yeah. Like, yeah. it really does matter, right? Yeah. I'm glad
2: to hear that our rating system is actually like yeah, stamp of is, approval now <laughs> because we just thought it
0: was uh, – I know. We're right. going to have to put this like uh, Bissell approved on, I, on the uh, – The Bergeron scale, yeah.
1: Two things can be true at once. And I really think this embodies the way most people around Bissell Brothers feel like – we take our jobs really seriously. You know, we really are trying to make this beer better and better with with time. We take it very seriously, but you—that doesn't mean you need to take yourself seriously. And yeah. beer is Amen. supposed to be fun. It is not. Um, there's a there's a middle ground there with. Uh, beer snobbery that it's just... That, and yeah, like I, I'm telling you this after I said we just dumped this shitty beer out at well, in yeah, the garden. That's, that's respectable. <laughs> Bad <laughs> off flavors I don't have time for. I don't yeah. care if it's macro or craft. Like, there are some things that you should not taste in beer, but it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's mm. supposed to be fun and Why, that rating yeah, system not, ties into yeah. that. It's fun. Yeah. This is the beer... Of the, or, I'm sorry, this is the beverage of the people. It always has been, right? Like, it's beer at the heart of beer is cheerfulness and fellowship and convivialism like uh so that that's in the that right, whatever and I'm, I'm excited to hear about it but whatever this is that you've concocted it's in the spirit of beer
0: right yeah, yeah. so what you boys Something are like drinking per- You're yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mostly words, you know, to be honest with you yeah.
1: so what you boys are drinking right now is called what a team um so yeah <laughs> what exactly what exactly, you know? fitting, exactly. Fitting so, the uh, team we've got playing this so team. our friend wade tricky um uh, big hockey guy, very good hockey player. Um, he worked here, and um, he, you know, he was on Team Bissell Brothers and, you know, lots of hockey jokes and FURTA, and, and uh, you know, he'd always say, what a team, when, when we would win. And uh, um, he, it was for the Thompson's Point Pond Hockey Tourney. Again, my oh, COVID memory, know. I can't remember exactly what year this was. I think the pandemic was going on. I don't even know on, what year it is now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So we did a small batch, and when I say small batch, I mean like like five, like two barrels, like small, very, like minuscule for us, um, draft only of it, because we wanted to have it for the tourney, and we wanted to have it on tap over at the the, the Bissell beer yurt yeah. over. The rink is suspended this year. I shouldn't say suspended, but the rink has paused this year here, because they're going to build more infrastructure. Oh, yeah. I actually Should, didn't know. We went a couple times last year. And it's going to be back bigger and better next year with like it's more like... Permanent like food and beverage shit yeah. and it's okay. I'm and, and bleachers. It, it's gonna be awesome, but uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, Wade got sick with cancer. Um, flash forward, he, he is he's on the mend. He's I don't think he's quite out of the woods yet. I actually got to check in and, and see how that's going. But uh, you know, the second we heard the news, it was like, oh my god, um, we got to do something. And it was a five minute deliberation. We're like, we need to brew what a team and and send the, send the 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 proceeds to them just because you know cancer is cancer and yeah. even if you're gonna get through it it's gonna be some some medical bills yeah. Yeah. so um, like uh, so what the beer is so that's kind of the backstory it was and it was put out uh, team Bissell has changed colorways a few times um, after the new beauty of these jerseys but the original jerseys are orange and blue pick simply because it matched our goalies' pads.
2: So, <laughs> uh, so the, the can, our uh, yeah.
1: marketing manager, Lucy, um, as she always does, knocked it out of the park with the design. Um, very kind of like sporty, collegiate-looking uh, blue. I think the cans have sold out, so I, I can't grab any, unfortunately. But uh, um, this is designed after a beer like Budweiser. This is uh, a, a, a what yeah. you would call an adjunct lager. An adjunct, again, sorry if I'm telling you guys something you know, but again, for the listeners, an adjunct in beer making means something that isn't one of the four main ingredients of beer so water, yeast, malt, malt, hops so an adjunct when you talk about Budweiser is the fact that it ferments with rice and corn mm-hmm. because the, uh, to, to trigger the fermentation as opposed to like malted, um, it's cheaper it's cheaper um, for a company like that that comes down to cost but what it also does is as we all know you can you know crushability you can slam even a Budweiser even a heavy slams in a way that most craft beers don't and it's because of that drinkability from the the cheaper adjuncts used to trigger the fermentation it's just a it's lighter in body you want to talk about Bud Light I mean like but Light's like water. We all know that. You know, you slam it. That's a 37 drink of bill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 oh. The top the top number's 37. So 37. So it's 37 <laughs> scales. Yeah, that's so, great. And it should be. How that's drinkable it, it yeah. is.
2: 37's like water. So this light. is an
1: adjunct vlogger. Um, I... I I think it's rice and corn. I'd have to check on that. But uh, a little heavy on the hops. Um, so there's a nice hoppy bite there. But, you know, it's uh, – you it's like 5%, you know. So uh, keeping in line with like a, a macro adjunct lager like Budweiser, it's definitely a little bit more hoppy. But yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's the spirit of this beer. You know, it's a beer yeah. for activities, for playing pickup, for hanging out, something that you can – it's not going to like – like you said, like a, it's not a motor oil stout that you yeah. can be seated in sweatpants to consume next to a fireplace yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a big like activity beer so um, and we love those beers here you know five yeah. percent uh, with high drinkability is is always nice I think
0: that's kind of why I gravitate towards your beers because it has that and it's it's a nice mix of like it drinks very easily like you said and it has a little more hoppiness but not in the way I feel like a lot of people immediately or at least like people who aren't like really in tune with, with beer uh, like equate hoppiness with IPAs and like oh it's gonna be bitter and it's gonna be hard to yeah. and you can have a hoppy beer that's not bitter like that oh, that's what yeah. this does yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it yeah. has the flavor of the hops but it's not like it's like hard to drink it still keeps that light like, yeah. beer yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a kind of vibe to it which is really yeah. nice though. another
1: kind of in this grain another one we only do it once a year um, it's called Dangle and it's a li- it's modeled after Bud Light Lime mm-hmm. one of my brother's favorites and that's it's good that's straight corn and that comes out right around July 4th every year and we hand zest the lime so it is craft oh, you know we yeah. don't use you know um, essences or you know Extracts or anything? No, we mm-hmm. get a shitload of limes in here, and it's everyone's side nice. work for a week to mm-hmm. to zap. the zesters are right in there. It's <laughs> funny, that's the shit out like. um, of <laughs> and uh, the whole place smells like lime. It's always right in the heat of summer, so it's always welcome. But yeah. another five percent total slammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you you need it. You need to have those beers in the summer like that. Absolutely, but yeah. And that was
0: kind of one of the things. Right? You want? Well, I
2: was going to yeah, go no, review it up. Yeah, no, review it up. All gonna. right. So I've been thinking about this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't up. landed. So uh, tasteability, I'm gonna go 33 because it's a Dana Char. and again, that's uh, how, strong, <laughs> how strong the taste is. Um, taste is very, very good, but how strong it is out of 37. And then drinkability, I'll go. I just want to go 28 because of Mark Reggae.
1: So I'm gonna go. It's scoreboard. It's <laughs>
2: Or, uh, what was it? Daryl Forsberg. Yeah, Daryl yeah. Forsberg. <laughs> when they first got him, I, I was like, uh, that Daryl Forsberg guy fuck or whatever, that. And yeah. that stuck, especially with uh, Schlosser. Yeah. I'm going to go
0: drinkability 30, tasteability 32. And we don't really do a quality score, but if they're worried, it would be a 32. Very, 30 oh, very good. Yeah. Very good Bruising
1: beer. and Bruins approved. I don't think this is oh. one of the few Abyssal <laughs> Brothers beers that I don't think I've tried yet, actually. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well no, I'm, uh, it's, it's uh, definitely... Uh, Made in the spirit of hockey and yeah. uh, and and fellowship, so yeah. I'm I'm happy that it was on tap. I looking at the draft board, I was like, "This is what we're starting." It's the right, right one, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you, looking back
0: at that draft board, obviously you have a hand in all these brews, like so. You started with the substance, which is kind of cool to know. I didn't know that came kind of before Bissell Brothers did. Yeah, That's yeah, really that good.
1: was um, that was the recipe that Noah was honing in on, and. Um, you know, at the time, I was like, "But this, even you know, the stovetop versions, I'm yeah. like, but this tastes crazy, like yeah. nothing like anything yeah, that, that yeah. was available." It was funny. So many people at the time, like in 2012, were like, "Oh, you better be careful! Like the market's overcrowded." And it's so funny. <laughs> in, in another ten years, it's yeah, like, it's like, quality always rises to the top. You know, yeah. um, uh, there was a lot written about that. That was kind of like the media's like main angle for a few years. Oh, there was yeah, like, I'm sure. "Hey, these guys all work together, and they are." You know, by guys, I mean, like, you know, just everyone in the brewing industry at the time, like, uh, they made a big deal for a while, it seemed, about just how the fact, like, oh, you know, like, we give each other equipment and troubleshoot with each other, and yeah, it's never really been like, you're competing against yourself. There's a million bre- and, and and it was funny, I think we were the 35th, yeah, because we're, our state registration number is B35, so we're the, we're the 35th brewery in the state in 2013 and there's like a hundred now or yeah. more I, I yeah. can't keep track back then my ears to the pavement I knew everything going on in the state in the industry and now I have no idea all yeah. I know is like Bissell Brothers and, yeah. and just all I know is where I, that's obviously I, I learn about things opening up but it's like I can't keep track it's blown up so it's like well there's obviously room for a lot more you know because uh, um, opening a brewery we grew bigger than I we're not we're still not that big. We did about 11,000 barrels last year, um, or no, 12,000 barrels, um, which is bigger than I ever thought we would get. Yeah. Um, but we're still small compared to Allagash or Main Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, crazy to think, because all still these get around. Like, yeah, yeah, we were yeah, down absolutely. in
2: Mass before. Yeah. We were in my hometown, Reading, Mass, before yep. the Bruins game uh, against Toronto. That, that, that yeah, yeah. And I do you remember what? Probably not <laughs> what the name of it I was. But it, there was there were two Biston. I think they had there. substance. It was something substance, else, and, I and I had what whatever was. the other one was.
1: So it's funny. Um, I've had a bunch of meetings about this uh, in the last week or so. So Massachusetts has been really good to us. Awesome. Um, they there's a lot of people there that clearly want our beer and are drinking it because we are the number one placement for our distributor craft collective in 2002 i was told um we are on at gillette stadium every tap um that was tremendous and i got my eyes set on the garden next uh but no by and large uh we we didn't. We were. We didn't when we when we began growing to the point where like okay, we have beer that we need to move elsewhere.
3: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, we were hesitant to work with Mass. This was years ago, just based on the fact like okay, so many people from Massachusetts drive here. They're right. all through the tasting room all through the weekend. Um, we were worried that it would like I don't know just. Impact that, the business. you know, like yeah, we yeah. were doing, and we still do a good amount of business. New York City loves us too, and that's New York City is very good to us. We've got some great relationships down there, but at the time it was all New York. I was like, oh yeah, this is too far to drive. Yeah, downtown Boston's ninety minutes away. Like these people are driving up, you know. Like I don't yeah. want to necessarily like stop them from doing that, but. It's all shaking out fine. Uh, Massachusetts has been an unbelievably great market for us. Uh, and, w- and we're still choosy. It's not just here, put this anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, especially on premise. You know, we we try to visit all our accounts. You know, we've got relationships with... Row 34 um, is was kind of like our first connection just because Susie, the, the beer buyer there, is very much into the scene and very much a a beer connoisseur herself and, and the restaurant, it's not, I think they just started doing liquor but it's mainly just been, it's its a beer and seafood and oyster place. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like our first, and we're, you know, we've got a great relationship with Trillium and, uh, Oh yeah. Um, you know, we kind of, uh, obviously on different paths and then being in the Boston market, you know, they, they've gotten... Um, they've got all these locations and there's just more people. Uh, but we started similar, similar at similar times. Uh, you know, we've kind of dovetailed with them. Uh, a couple of, of their top guys wanted to... I think they were happy in their jobs, so but they just wanted the Maine life. They wanted to raise their families in Maine. So we got yeah. Paul Upham as our production manager. And um, uh, his good friend, Zach, is the owner and operator and brewer of uh, Bellflower. In oh, Miami. really? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So they... Uh, um, uh, best friends um both both you know key brewers at trillium production managers all that and they uh, um but they wanted they wanted to live in Maine so here they are but uh no we we all have that history together and uh um JC at trillium's a friend of mine we've we've uh yeah it's uh, so so mass has been really good for us and again like we 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 didn't not want to do business but we were just worried that it would like I don't know, destroy something, but yeah. it's it feels like yeah. you probably do the opposite. You could probably yeah, yeah. The first yeah. time there, oh, they're, they're like, right, oh, they're in Portland. We're going there anyway. Yeah. Let's go to yeah. kind of do that thing. But yeah, that's interesting that
0: you mentioned that though, because Chris, our third co-host, who could not be here because he's in San Diego, yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. he's not dedicated enough. he didn't want to fly out for some reason. He yeah. yeah. told him we get a couple yeah. free beers, but <laughs> um, but he was he wanted them to ask you about like whether that kind of relationship with other breweries was collaborative, competitive, somewhere in between but it seems like it skews almost entirely toward the collaborative side, which is the stuff yeah. that I've gotten from, I know you have like the main Brewers Guild or whatever. Like there's all these kind of associations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, um,
1: yeah. You know, it's, um, uh, I am a competitive person and I really want to, I'm, I'd like to think anyway, I'm, we I'm always pushing myself and the team to reach further, but that's not, we're competing with ourselves. Yeah. You know, this isn't like Coke, Pepsi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, these aren't two, th- there's no like other, you know, like I, and, and not to get too nerdy with economics and finance, which I am a nerd with, like, <laughs> so the concept of the long tail in economics is like, okay, you have, you know, like legacy mega brands, Dodge or uh, Ford, Chevy, Coke, Pepsi, Apple, IBM, these like giants that we think of that up until relatively very recently like okay like it's coke or pepsi there's no other choice but really the long tail if you look at a graph like here's coke here's pepsi these two kind of compete with each other they they do like what's the word i'm looking for um anti-competitive shit rather than focusing on making their own product better when you get to that monolithic point that status, you have to like work at like detracting from the other, it's the right? Democrat,
0: Republican politics, yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> right? so, so, um, like, yeah.
1: So, on a, on a graph, you have these two big front ones, and then are a receding tail of smaller and smaller pies. Yeah. Uh, and that represents the long tail. But really, all of those together representing bigger share than, you know, A and B. Yeah. Right. Um, and, um, you know, you could call it like the fragmentation of, of commerce. But now in 2023, I mean, that's most things. Um, most businesses and industries have splintered into a million di- di- uh, little different things. And the really cool thing about that is that you can – it's like embracing weirdness. It's embracing individual – like – nicheness you know like you you see it all the time in beer certainly in restaurants you get you know 30 years ago it was like just the american bar and grill right Mm -hmm. a menu with like 40 items everything under the sun like all mediocre but that was how things worked at the time now you've got the most niche restaurant concepts possible and they find their customers and the customers love them and they tell their friends the people in their spheres of influence that like, you know, all right, you went to a, I trust your opinion. You went, to, you went out to eat somewhere that and had a great time. And you and I are the same, right? Like we, we know each other's wavelength and you say, Hey, I just went to X restaurant. Like, fuck, it was so good. Like you have to get why this yeah. X dish. Like, okay, that you just did the most effective type of marketing that oh, yeah. any business can ever yeah. hope for. Mm-hmm. It's not putting an ad in the paper. It's not trying to one up like, come on down to Bissell Brothers. We're better than main beer company. You know, like that stuff doesn't really happen anymore. Like yeah. if someone did that, they'd just be laughed at by yeah. everyone, Including right? Including like, consumers at this point. Yeah. Matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? yeah. So like, there yeah. really is no like there's no one like um, this sounds kind of silly, but it's like, there's no brewery that I'm like, Oh, we need to like take these guys down. Yeah. You know, there's none of that. So At we just beat colla- their hockey team. It, it is, yeah. it is super one, collaborative but... in that regard. Um, that being said, like, uh, um, we collaborated and I was like out in the scene a lot more in years past, yeah. you know, like, as the business grows and as I grow, like I have a family, I have another business. These things all require attention. Yeah. Um, so I unfortunately don't... I'm not out on the scene as much as I was when I was younger. Yeah. Because I'm really ultimately only focused on Bissell Brother. And High Roller, of course. But just for, you know, the the purpose of this kind You know, like, I... I don't have the time to just go hang out in tap rooms as much anymore. I yeah. still get there. I still get there. And I still have friends in the industry. And, God, we were just down in Asheville, North Carolina. I finally saw my buddy Vince's Brewery Dissolver in Asheville. And it was so fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I still get out there. But, God, back in the early days, I was out every night. Yeah. You know, I was on the streets, the, you know, getting the word. Like, I knew what was up. I Doing knew all the players. Consumer research. research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so but we still collab you know we're uh we are collaborating with bellflower and milo um we have a forest in maine colla- or i think that's come out down in pennsylvania already um, what else is on the docket for collabs? we're collaborating with Schilling, a great lager producer yeah. in new hampshire they do a wonderful job and we know we know them they're great people um so we're still we're still doing it but it's just a little bit more formulaic now yeah. um, a lot of the work is done ahead of time uh, but it is important Um, we have friends overseas. I have you know, we, we've collaborated with Northern Monk in Leeds, England a lot. Uh, we got to get back over. That was all pre pandemic. We got to get back over there. Tyler Adams. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but by and large, yeah, there's no, no one's big enough, you know, to, that's for these big breweries that you read about. Like, yeah, uh, it's not a life that I would want to have. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, but there, you know, it's... it's Two things can be true at once. Like, we are very competitive, but it's with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I... Yeah. I there are sometimes when I go on a tear and I'm looking around here. All I see, are, I feel like all I see are problems to be solved. Like yeah. fuck, like man, we need to do this. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's never like, oh my god, we need to curtail main beer company's distribution. Yeah. It's like playing yeah. golf with your buddies, right? Like it's competitive, but yeah. you want
0: to beat your own score. You don't care how the guy next to you. Is yeah, busy, like you want to yeah. beat whatever you did last week. or yesterday Yeah, or it's month. very like, inward
1: like, looking. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like sometimes people in the industry will be like, "Hey, we we're really inspired by you." You, meaning Bissell Brothers, doing this or that. And what are you still doing here? Working. Oh, my dude.
3: <laughs> <Max either. laughs>
1: oh, my God. Am I jumping the pod? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Wow. Um, so that's Jared, our CFO burning the midnight oil as yeah. it were that oh, was boy. so crazy to see him <laughs> walk in <there. laughs> I got up that was out. genuine shock yeah, right? yeah that was not rehearsing yeah I'm um, <laughs> working it's tax season <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you said there's a lot of moving parts going on here yeah. you know? as much as we love the tap room there's more going on yeah the yeah, tap room, yeah.
1: Right? I'm sure. um, but it's been great because it keeps me learning you know yeah. I think the most dangerous thing with all this stuff is to get to a point where you think that you know everything that you need to know um, and that's, that's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, again, I look at like some of the, the things that I'm focused on now and, you know, we're, we've got a few deals in the works and again, I, I want to get into the garden. And yeah. Make it happen. yeah. Yeah, um, You're wearing the,
0: the sweet poster knock winter classic sweater. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can tell you yeah. want to get into the garden. Well, it's <laughs> funny, you
1: know, uh, um, I had a marketing meeting today with the marketing team and, uh. We were talking about open-ended questions and, you know, like, just talking about the stuff that we do in these meetings, you know, like, what? That dopamine release, you know, we, we sell elective, nothing, we're not a gas company, you yeah. know, like, this isn't, we're not utilities, like, this is all elective stuff, yeah. you know, like, this, no one needs anything that we're selling. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <well>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Um, but, uh, you know, how, how that dopamine release when... We were talking about how important it is to make sure that we we exceed all expectations with the products, the merch, the experience, yeah. the time of coming to I mean, Bissell Brothers. It should feel exciting. And um, I w- this time of year, I do a lot of buying. Uh, I after the holidays, I like buy new underwear and socks. I for, for the for the year, sale. yeah. I like. <laughs> I usually buy a new bathing suit we'll switch up the art in the house like so not anything crazy but like I we, my wife and I will, will buy shit that okay like it's time to reset it's a new yeah. year let's go through our clothes take what we're not wearing to go you know we we're not like straight Mary Kondo with this but like yeah. we, everything in our house is used we have yeah. shit we're not I like minimalists but like one. we I have so much shit laying around I never we, I laying we, <laughs> we we house we, we audit everything that we own usually in January and like uh um, but we also buy new stuff too, and then you get those dopamine hits, and it's it's, it's cool. But uh, to running a business, you have to think about it a little bit more. and I brought this jersey up in the in the, in the meeting. Uh, we we're at the game. I was supposed to go to the Winter Classic. We had tickets. Well, I, I my buddy Trev, his stepfather works for Nissan and gets tickets. And he was like, "We have four. Like, do you and Vanessa want to come?" And I was like, "Fuck yes!" Yeah, six. Where I wind up. My father and his wife were gonna babysit. I was like, "This is great," but he only ended up getting two. Again, no, it was no one, no one's fault. It was a one corporate one was thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hands were in the pot. It's Nissan's fault. Yeah, a lot, a lot <laughs> of hands were in the pot. So I was like, "Fuck!" So, but I knew that we had like the next weekend, like the Leafs game. So I was like, "Whatever," but I'm getting a Winter Classic jersey. So yeah. <laughs> we get in to the pro shop, and I was like, "I hope they have them," and they did and I got one and I mean it's like 220 bucks you know it's like Mm -hmm. for a piece of clothing like it's pretty pricey but it like the felt like this is like timeless they're They're so sick it's and, like you can wear
0: it or you can hang it on your wall and, and then they, and they came the out wear, and yeah.
1: I knew that they were gonna wear the classics at least one more time yeah. and I was like, Oh boys, like look, it they, they look so yeah. sharp and it's like this was so validated. Yeah. And then I would take the kids skating at that new municipal rink in Cape. Yeah. They did yeah. a killer job with it. Yeah. We 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 were over in Soapar and we're it's like ten minutes down the road really yeah. from us. So we were there like three times this past weekend oh, and yeah. wearing this. And they're good, like there's like one section. For like stick and puck practice, people mm-hmm. you can just fuck around with the puck, Yeah. and then the third, the, the first section is open skate. The middle section is like stick and puck, but no games. You just like work yeah, on skills shoot, and shit. Whatever, yeah. and, the, and the furthest one is like just pick up. So you can it's 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 loose. A lot of places are strict, you know. Like yeah. they're like you can fuck around with a, a stick and puck there. So I had this on and like. Um, it, Felt fucking awesome, and I was getting compliment I was like, "Man, this!" I'm looking for any excuse to wear this jersey. So the the expectations fully like match reality, you know, and like yeah. it's oftentimes it doesn't. We all know when that happens when you're let down by a purchase or an experience. It sucks. Yeah. And with all the options that we have available right now. It can sometimes mean like, okay, that that customer's not coming back. Yeah, they might not say fuck you on the way out, but they're going right. to vote with their dollars and their time—the yeah. two things that are most precious to everybody. And I can't believe there's no goal yet. That's I know. Crazy. How are yeah, the, the Habs, the How the Habs period doing period this? Means, yeah, I know. It's, it's um, so. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> this is their Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this jersey is sick, and it's. I love it's it. Awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: Oh, okay, so let's let's circle back in on veer on, on for a sec. Yeah, um, yeah, you guys are rapid look, fire look a little dry, here. too. What is They're your own? Maybe yeah, <laughs> we should refill, and then, yeah, uh, and then yeah. we'll, I'll pause this quick. While the previous versions of ourselves get a new pour, i want to give you a quick reminder from DraftKings. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. If you're not a new customer, you can feel the conference championship thrills and sweat with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot in an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. New customers can bet just $5 on conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age eligibility L- restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we've poured a couple more beers here after a quick pause for uh, DraftKings. Yeah, probably. you guys were. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, DraftKings no, ad read happened. Just I hope imagine you, you, did, the, you had to suffer through Drew trying to read a DraftKings ad, which is always entertaining. You guys read
1: your own ads? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh,
0: oh, oh yeah. God.
1: Um, we well, freestyle
0: them, too, usually. It's a good time. Oh, God. <laughs> or at least oh, partially, but.
1: Um, I queued up. I was mainly listening to the content just to get a feel for how yeah. it was going but oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to, that. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> um, I just didn't hear any ads at the snippets I listened There's to. There's also potentially... I love like uh, some of the comedy podcasts I listen to like, fuck, they, yeah. they, when they read them then like Theo Vaughn is so funny when he reads his ads and uh Shane Gillis and Matt McCusker. Oh my god. Yeah.
2: they uh, they give us a script like as like a sample. And there's like bolded things in there you have to say, like whatever their promotion is this yeah. week. Like,
1: oh you get a hundred dollars in free bets if you do you want to win see win how fast draft. you can lose 300 bucks? <laughs> DraftKings. <laughs> Go to DraftKings. Draft <laughs> yeah. Oh dude, I'm telling you. So after the game Saturday, so we're back at the Encore. Pretty we're we're feeling it, a little high, a little drunk. And we, we had played a little blackjack prior. We had dinner at, at Encore. The unbelievable yeah. steak, man. It was so, so nice. But anyway, so we're back down there. And the Annie's get raised. Or is that even... I'm, I barely gamble, but blackjack's fun. I do the do like the, 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 You know, we were playing like $15 yeah, before. Yeah. And we made some money. The tables were hot, so we're like feeling it. And we... End, I'll preface this. We ended the night up. We, we won it back, but... I had like a $500 chip and I was like, boy, it's like we walked by a hundred dollar table and I was like, let's just split this up. 125 each and let's go. We're, we're kind of on a streak, sat down, the dealer hit blackjack and it was gone. It was like 10 seconds. It was 10 seconds and I, we were all just, I was like, what? I've never seen 500 vanish that fast. We're down, but we won it all back. It we got it. was my exact back.
0: experience yeah. at Oxford Casino this summer. And I was like, me and my buddy, he's up from New Jersey. He was like, you got a casinos nearby? I was like, I think there's one in Oxford, like, fucking. Move Ooh, yeah. sat <laughs> yeah. down, it's like $15 mints. We're, like, we're up like 40 bucks. I'm like, fuck it, I'll be yeah. here for a little bit. Yeah. 20 minutes later, I'm out. God, like, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it happened. Like, Life comes at you what? fast
1: <laughs> at the tables. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's fun, though. But um,
1: yeah, yeah, you guys were dry, so we could have that so you guys have two very different beers and i i always like drinking different beers back to back because the the flag and we talked earlier about how beer is so subjective like so much of it influences like if you're drinking multiple beers it's going to be a crazy different experience yeah as opposed to just sessioning one beer um so what you're starting off with right now is called cone k-o-a-n a cone is like a buddhist um, it's like, what is the sound of one hand clapping? Mm-hmm. That's like probably the most famous cone. Uh, Cohen? Cohen? Um, Something like that. <laughs> you don't and, know what uh, I Yeah. So um, uh, we uh, have a fooder out there, which is actually going to go away soon. Uh, but. Uh, oh. oh my god, the Bruins are losing to the Canadian. R- it's going to yeah. change.
0: It's going to change.
2: It's Brutal. Change. This is
0: Brutal. part of the storyline. just There's hit myself in the head. Thing. I was so angry.
2: I don't know if you saw that, but I regret that. Wow. Doing it. Uh,
0: well, up, as as I the don't listeners know. are hearing, they're gonna know what's gonna happen here. They'll see the comeback. It's all
1: right. I I have found don't it very through. comical who we've chosen to lose to. Yes, I think it, it bodes well for the postseason. But it's yeah. like uh, our losses, our regulation losses this year are are hilarious, but laughable. Yeah. Um, so you know what? We'll see. We'll see. But this is
2: power play, so it's like we can we can blame yeah. it on. Oh, we it's, it's a bad man. bounce. Yeah, it was we're shorting of off a of skate.
0: Sway so couldn't get over Sway, it. Sway Sway, Sway did what he could from the looks of it.
1: But um. So, Kohn is a Fooder aged Keller beer lager. Mm-hmm. So, this is inspired by uh, Mars Brau in Bamberg, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, another brewery that my brother and father and I have been to together. Um, and the cool thing about Germany is that different cities pretty much are known for one style of beer, and that's what they make. Yeah. Um, so, Bamberg is actually known for Rausch beer, the brewery is called Schlenkerla and man so Roush beer is smoked beer mm-hmm. so it's like like think like liquid bacon Yeah, you know uh, so we went to Schlankerla, and this this is like some hereditary shit you know there's like black goat's heads over the door yeah. and there's this like like a like a Beer wench, like yeah. this witch that opens the when, like what you want. <laughs> uh, and, and most places have Beautiful like language, like I said. M- most places have like two or three beers on. I know it's like I'm being stereotypical, but like this place, it was cool. It was it was, it was, yeah. it was a great experience, but it was like no one, no one was like mean, but it was like it was. Hard. Story. You felt, you felt yeah. like you were in like a horror movie, like, yeah, and there was right. this like bigger kind of open room, but it was like quiet. Like a lot of these places don't play background music, and like you get the sense of like other tables are like looking at you. Yeah, and it's like like Americans. <laughs> Not even that. It was, it was just like man. Like is this like some like freaky like horror movie shit? Like, <laughs> but uh, the you know they are famous for their Rosh beer, and it was. The best rash beer I've ever had, but uh, Marsbrow is also in Bamberg. Mm-hmm. Similar thing, like only a couple beers on, but there it's called Under and and uh, it it, it uh, means like unfiltered, and um, it's this it's this Keller beer. And uh, again, Germany is very particular about beer styles and um, different. You know, you just this is how you do it, and there's no other way. If you're in Dusseldorf, yeah. you it's alt beer. Um, if you're down in Munich, it's, you know, uh, Oktoberfest and uh, uh, those types of lagers. Um, and then is uh, Kolsch, of course. Um, but uh, it was really delicious, you know, like for a lager. Again, you guys talk about drinkability, like it's so drinkable, but there's there's a body to it. There's yeah. a heft to it that mm-hmm. does not impede the drinkability. Um, so no one wanted to, to riff on it. So this is a this is aged and I believe, I should know some of these, but... That I don't think this ferments in the fooder. I think it's fermented and stainless, but then transferred in. Yeah, it's fooder aged. Um, so it's, uh, it's again, it's, it's lager yeast. It, it has that drinkability, but uh, there's, a, there's a heft to it. There's a, a robustness from the time in wood. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really, really nice. And this is uh, the second batch of it, I want to say. Um, it yeah, it's good. it's a yeah. it's a great addition to the portfolio.
2: Tastability thirty seven.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The first thing nice. I
0: noticed, I like to sniff beers, which
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe weird you probably don't think he does it right. Into no, the, no, no, no. He does not <laughs> write into the mic. Right in the mic well, it's going to be cognizant like of it because sounds. the smell and the aroma is going to impact the taste. Yeah, they are linked, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's it's all subconscious, but yeah, like that. You know, coming in, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's part of the yeah. sensation of taste. It's, so yeah, no, it you should smell. You should be smelling them. But like, you can smell the fruitiness.
0: It smells yeah. sweeter. Yeah, and yeah. you get the, that a bit in the taste, but it still has that like yeah. it doesn't taste like a like a sour or something or like a very like fruit heavy beer, but mm-hmm. it's got kind of that aroma which I yeah. really like. Which and and like you said, it's it's got the lightness still, kind of like the last one, but like I feel like some people have this impression of like why drink craft beer if it's going to be a five a percenter that's light yeah because yeah. they can't but it's like there's this is so much different than yeah. a bud light or something like that yeah like it has that light body to it but there's still so much more flavor in that light yeah. body oh yeah yeah and it's it's incredible
1: the yeah the product is and that's insane. like yeah that's yeah. five five i think you know um yeah it's uh it's fun and again like all the lagers craft lager when done done well you get a big robust taste but yeah. it's still like you
0: Drink it right down. Yeah. This one's definitely, I would say, less hoppy than the last one. Kind of more of yeah, like a, what yeah. I call a rounded flavor. I yeah. don't know <laughs> if that's yeah. like a term, but that's what, <laughs> it's what comes to mind for me. It's it not very like sharp on the tongue, right? It's like, yeah. No, <laughs> no. it, doesn't, it
1: doesn't hit you with that like hard hop. It's very smooth. Descriptors um, like that, like, are you guys familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk at all? No. Um, he's like a big social media guy, I think think? did he buy the his lifelong dream was to like buy the New York Jets. He's a big entrepreneur guy. He eats. like sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's uh, but but he got to start in the wine world. Yeah, um, I think he was like a, his parents were immigrants um, from somewhere in Eastern Europe, and uh, he got to start in the wine world. And he got his he started doing this thing called he was like an early YouTube like proponent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he would do these wine reviews. It was called Wine Library TV, and life <laughs> his he talks like a new yorker he's not like the opposite of what people think of as like a sommelier, sommelier side, yeah. right. but and he would use descriptors like oh like he, he had like a jet's helmet like spit bucket when he was doing these like tastings yeah. and he would be like oh this tastes like bubble gum that was like pulled off the bottom of a table not necessarily meaning it negatively yeah he would use whatever came to his mind and, yeah. and i've always thought about that like yeah there's beer you're drinking it it's in your mouth it's in your brain like it's up to you to describe what that tastes like yeah um, so i'm always open i'm uh, glad to, because i
0: i feel like I, I feel like a maniac sometimes around the pot and i'm like this beer tastes like i said round like what does what does round taste like <laughs> but like what's well, the first thing that comes to my yeah. head a lot of beers yeah. when it like has that full body flavor yeah so enchanted like forest over there here.
1: that mixed fermentation saison mm-hmm. uh, that's uh that beer has hand-foraged main spruce tips in it um, oh. that my brother and father collect from up north. And to me, spruce tip beers, Abandoned Horn does a great one called yeah. Green Warden. These beers all, like, spruce tip in a beer, to me, oh, yeah. it's Skittles. Yeah. It's, and some people that are, you know, more kind of, that. you know, BJCP, Cicerone-leaning, like, w- would scoff at some of these descriptors, like, because it's, you know, some people want things in a certain rigid playbook yeah. and mm-hmm. to each their own. Good on you. That's why that's, we don't really... I feel like that's not the We don't play in that me, world yeah, much. Like, yeah, yeah. to me, yeah. it tastes like Skittles. Yeah. And it's a tree branch, but I... I and it's, it's what I taste, and uh, other people have confirmed... You know, it tastes candy fruity, yeah. and it's it's... it's that's what I get, and I'm not crazy, and that's the taste. I'm of glad you said it. that too, because
0: yeah. I when I first moved to Maine and I like really started investing in the craft beer scene, I would go down to Bow Street Beverage, yeah, and they have that huge fucking craft beer wall, yeah. And I would always say to all my like my friends, my brother, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm in a candy shop because they have all these amazing beers, and of course like the labeling and stuff, and all, yeah. the Canning is all like bright. It feels like you're in a candy shop again as a kid, yeah. and Like, and I equate it to like. Yeah, I still drink the Miller Lights and stuff, right? But, like, you don't always, like, you want to sometimes go out and get yourself something that's special, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And going out to get craft beer is like candy yeah. shopping. It's yes. Like, what am I going to get that's, like, going to give me that dope mean rush that you're talking about, right? Yeah. 100%, 100%. What's going to give you that?
2: Yeah, there's this place in Bridgeton, too, I just want to shout out Gastro Pub. They have a big
1: wall. Yeah, we went crap. there actually. Oh, my we God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 My man um, Will, like, that place yes, is yes. great. That place yeah, is they're, great. They're, uh, they're awesome. And, and that was a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And a gas station. Mm-hmm. I think the pumps were in they, until re- relatively just, recently. They took yeah. Them out, yeah,
2: like uh, right before I, the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, uh, but that wall in there—they've got said, some
1: great pics, and yeah. it's like it's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool mm-hmm. because they kept that, even though it's an on-premise yeah. restaurant. That's their beer selection yeah. for on-premise, mm-hmm. in glass. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool. I love that. They also that. have the local
2: sodas and stuff, too. Yeah. Like yeah. They're not yeah. drinking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: But yeah. the yeah. experience, stuff you know, like the, these these little tales that you boys are alluding to right now, like it's so important. And I think anybody that, that has gone down any sort of path in craft beer has these. I, I think yeah. back, we went, so me, Noah, and Seth were going to, get this going you know Seth was our first employee he went to Farmington with Noah he was very they all they, they worked at this place called Ron's Market in Farmington another like hole in the wall like general store type place with crazy craft beer you know like i love those places that the 711 in Kittery was another one like it was a 711 <laughs> but whoever's managing this shit was into craft beer because yeah they got it um, the show, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. but um in summer of 2012 we or summer of 2013 we had like secured the financing um, we financed the brewery through a mix of private investment and a bank loan, which we didn't have any assets at the time. So we like, we did the, we raised the money first and that was a whole, that was like an applied MBA to do all yeah. that. Like, there was, again, I talk about I'm that sure. time. Like I learned more in those two years than I think any other period in my life. Yeah. Um, and then we, le- we were able to, once we had raised that, we were able to leverage that into the bank loan. And, um, it was all said and done. We were celebrating, like, okay, like, it was also, like, nerve-wracking, like, okay, we need to do this now. Yeah. But the three of us took a trip to Waterbury, Vermont, to celebrate. And uh, if you don't know, Waterbury, Vermont, is the home, well, it's, they're in stone now, but it was the founding home of the Alchemists, mm-hmm. which um, produces Hetty Topper, mm-hmm. um, one of the first, like, white whale things, and their story is crazy. It was, the Alchemist was first a brew pub, in downtown Waterbury. Waterbury is like the size of Milo. Yes. Yeah, but they have a couple like world class beer bars. Uh, Vermont's just different like that. The oh, wealth awesome and culture is like, spread awesome out state. throughout yeah. the state. And the one, like, New
2: England State, for some reason, I've never been. And I'm I like know, that's a big ski. It's number, too. Oh, wow. it's it number two. Yeah. Yeah. That's Maine's good. That's one. good.
1: Because you have that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. It's it's Yeah. Yeah. I have to, look, yeah. to look
2: forward to. So, I'll um, start
1: telling people that when they're shocked I haven't been city. So the Alchemist started as this brew pub on like the little main strip there. And then I can't remember the name of the storm, but it was, um, I think, in 2011. It was one of, one of these weird storms where Vermont got flooded. It was yeah. a hurricane that, yeah, it like, was you know, mostly sandy? it affects the lower... I <laughs> can't... Yeah, or, it might have been. I remember
0: because of New York, where I grew up, got hit, too. Yeah. But
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, they got smoked. And, like, their brew pub was in, like, four or five feet of water. Damn. And they got... It figured out, but they pivoted... And they were, they had Hetty Topper as a beer, yeah. But they pivoted, and John the John Kimmick, the the owner founder guy, was like, we're gonna we're gonna can this, mm-hmm. and they pivoted to 16 ounce cans, and it just blew up. And back then, I had had can people had you know this was like big white whale stuff. I had had them, and at the time there was nothing. It still is a very distinct mm-hmm. beer. It's a wonderful beer, but again, you look back ten years, it was like okay, there was nothing nothing that tasted even close to this yeah and we went and i remember and, and now what used to be the alchemist the brew pub is now a, a gastropub called the prohibition pig again worth the drive it inspired the food it just like really good beer food decadent yeah. stuff mm-hmm. you know like really uh over the top smoked meat and oh. um uh, comfort food in my mouth's water that's amazing <laughs> Um, and again, like, Waterbury is this tiny little strip, but they, there's that. There's the Pump House, I think, is the other place. Um, and then um, uh, Blackback, uh, which is like a, a fly fishing yeah. reference. Mm-hmm. Um, and he moved, Rick Binet, the owner of that, moved to Portland and opened King's Head. And then Mashton. So that's the oh, guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But all these, you know... Hill Farmstead, all this stuff that at the time was like, there's nothing like it anywhere on, on... There we go. There we go. Hey. Taylor, oh, Hall. Taylor Hall is, is a go. Boston <laughs> brewery. There we go. I love how we,
0: we all go. noticed on the replay, not the <laughs> actor. Yeah, well,
1: come know. on, come on. <laughs> There we go, the tie yeah, game. 1-1. It took me about. down. He needs One to it, nothing though. to the
0: Habs. He needs it. He's, uh, he's been a little slowly in the Isle the I are, the He's
2: been streaky, but yeah. he yeah. is yeah. a Boston Brew, and then shouts to him being involved in our <laughs> charity true, somewhat. Brew. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Shouts to the um, David um, K. Johnson Foundation. Right.
1: But um, just, we, we went to the Alchemist, and like... Which is now, like, a cannery. There, there, there wasn't really a tap room. It was there because people were lining up. Gotcha. Like, you were there to get beer. And there's one hotel in Waterbury, the Best Western. You, whenever you go there, you see a bunch of craft beer nerds. Like, it's mm-hmm. on the trail. You know, like, you can just tell by the cars in the parking lot yeah. and, like, the pack tax littered around, yeah. like, <laughs> so... We walk into the Alchemist, and we heard like I remember the smell. I, I don't smell this brewery if I travel. If I if I if I'm yeah, on the I road, whatever, I come back. I know. smell the grain a little bit. Yeah. I smell other breweries, which is weird. But like I've I don't smell this one anymore. Much, yeah. Um. But walking into the Alchemist, it was like a wave of. Hot tropical, like hot, just bam. Yeah, and I heard the clink, clink, clink of the lids landing. Yeah, it was all so fucking magical. Yeah. It was. I was like, we're here. You know, like beer tourism is so fucking special. And I, um, again, like it. You do get jaded with time. I've been to a million breweries. Like we're doing it. You know, like I've, I've. It's different now, but I will never forget those formative, like first big experiences. Like excuse me, that. And I remember, like we saw John, uh, a man I would later come to know, and like. We brought our company there and, like, yeah. toured, toured around their brewery and, like, hung out with them. But at the time, we saw him, like, we were looking back, like, into the brewery from, like, the public area. There was, like, a knee wall. Yeah. We're, like, oh, there, there's gimmick. Like, there's, yeah. oh, my God. Like, totally Superstar. Geek- totally so how he totally we felt walking
0: through the back of <laughs> like, Yeah. We were, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Holy shit. We're looking at it. things from, like, at the top. Like, damn, this is, like, sick. Like, totally geeking look, out. at just, just the smell. And was, yeah.
1: And I got the case. And we went back to the Best Western. And fucking filled the, the sink up with ice and like set that shit in. And yeah. It was like so special and yeah. so fun. And like as, as it gets bigger, and like I'm, you know, I work with the guy that just walked through here, you know, we're doing more high level stuff. Um, I always think back to those cause you can never lose touch with like, what, what the fuck are we all here for? Like yeah. it was experiences like that. Like, so yeah, like just hearing like the beer, like that, cherish those and uh, you've got, if you've never been to Vermont, all that shit awaits you, you know, uh, or, or Milo. Uh, I would like to think that we've created Milo is like, like, there's funky like cheddar, you know, like you smell like the, the, um, the wild yeast and the bacteria it's different. But it's awesome. And again like I can't experience it the way that I experienced that, but I know that some people are getting that and it's it's uh, it's just such a fun thing. It's really cool like to get on the road with friends and drive somewhere to taste a beverage and then when you finally do it and as I said before when it when it expectation meets re- meets or exceeds reality or re- when reality meets or exceeds expectation, yeah. you've you've got a fucking great Great thing, you know, yeah. it's awesome. It is awesome to like
0: because I feel like, especially in Maine and in the craft beer scene, which like Maine is especially known yeah. for, you think like you drink these beers and you kind of imagine that like that vibe of community and of yeah. shared experience yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and I feel like it's awesome to like, and, as, and even coming here, like in the past, as just a regular old customer, that's mm-hmm. always the vibe I've gotten, right? But you never really know, like, yeah. as the just the you know, what I mean, you have the beer, or whatever. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. guess if you experience it enough, you might, but like, you mm-hmm. imagine the people who run it having those same values, right? And yeah. it's always, you know what I mean? Like I have always bought into the idea, especially in Maine and that camaraderie that you've talked about that, that's a shared experience. right? Yeah. But like, it's hard to like go in and, and you're buying a beer or whatever. And like, you want to imagine that that's really the case yeah. behind the scenes. And yep. it's just awesome to hear that that is the case, I guess, yeah. you know what I mean? That, yeah. like, that you guys care as much about yeah. the experience yeah. that people have coming into here yep. going up to yeah. Milo or whatever else. Versus just, are they going to buy our beer? Right. And and
2: one time you let my girlfriend just use the bathroom without being a (laughs) pain? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe she faked it. We were at a concert at Thompson's Point. She was like, Oh, I I was there. Was that the one I
0: was there
2: for you with? Yes, Uh, yes. uh, Rigatronics or whatever the fuck? Rigometrics and whatever. Yes, there was a
0: bunch of plays. But yeah. Cool, so I want to talk about this second beer we're having in a sec. I'm yeah. going to do two rapid fires first. Yeah, let's go. What is your personal favorite Bissell Brothers beer? Jeez. And alternatively, if that's too hard of a question, what is, do you feel, the most unique beer that you've ever made here?
1: Okay, all right, so it's rapid fire, so I shouldn't think too much we about it. You can think a little bit. We can, um, we can edit it and make it so. Boy, you know, like. <laughs> another ad for DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's beers I, I uh, find myself drinking, and th- that changes over the years. Like, I can't, I can't, I have to say substance. Uh-huh. Uh, it has given us everything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, this is a business, you know. Um, ideals are important and they kind of like help forge your path like you know like holding like these kind of memories that we're talking about like this is a business substance has given us everything it's yeah. given us the ability to 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 make the beer better you can't create those to invest, invest to, get the best people, <laughs> yeah. to get the best equipment um you need those things and uh, you know the beer was one of a kind but it was Partially serendipity it was a timing thing. Like someone was gonna do a beer like this at some point, yeah. but we saw this hole in the market that no one else really saw, and and um, it, the timing just worked out. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Um, someone could have conceived of the substance now and done it, and it still would be a very good beer if they ended up with this product that we have now. But like the timing, the the it was wide open for this, yeah. um, and it's given us everything. You know, It's given us the ability to grow and invest and reinvest for so many years into better equipment, better people, better practices. Um, so I, I can't – it has to be substance. And I don't drink it much. Um, but when I crack one and it is it like it's – it's the best it's ever been with, our, with how we're brewing it and, and, and the number of times – people like seth that just stepped in there have brewed this beer and they know this beer inside and out yeah. they know every nook and cranny of this beer's essence with our qc program in the lab upstairs and our salespeople and like their diligence with like hey you know like making checking dates making sure that everyone's getting proper fresh beer it is just awesome so i, I almost by choice like don't have it much because when i crack one it's like is yeah, so good. Is if Christmas were every Christmas day, it wouldn't so, be Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same yeah. Thing with substance, I, I feel
0: that's that. awesome. Good uh, reason too. Yeah, I love that. yeah. So, I love so that.
1: substance has to be my my favorite Bissell beer. Um, it really is. Um, and then the second question, most unique. Is and I, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I'm sure because, like you said, you know, the, the whole we drawn inspiration. We've done some yeah. weird shit. Um, we or if
0: you want to throw out a few, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's just I'm always interested. Or just we did a beer. We did a
1: beer this there. summer. Um, so we have a, another uh, beer program here called Something of Ourselves. It's mm-hmm. all it's uh, uh, all the females. All the, it's all female designed, mm-hmm. brewed, marketed. Um, so it's um, all the girls get together, and it's um, each something of ourselves is different. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's it's their whim. It's like kind of what they 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 want to kind of see through. Awesome. And we did really? one this summer, and it was um, it was uh, kettle soured, which we usually oh. don't do, and it was uh, it had um, it had thyme and raspberry in it, Ooh. Um, like and it was so unique. I still yeah. have a few cans at home. It was one of the most unique beers we objectively that we've ever put out but it worked it was yeah. just mm, I'm not, no it was pomegranate pomegranate in time and, thyme. and uh, ooh. Uh, but time you know it's I like a that, cooking yeah. ingredient thyme. you do not see it in, be- in yeah. beer a lot but it was just it was subtle but it was there and it, it was a truly unique beverage yeah that combined with the fact that it was kettle soured uh, yeah it was very unique or no something of ourselves digs th- the something of ourselves this summer wasn't kettle sour was it started as a rice lager hannah did no the the one with thyme and pomegranate that was a you earned it right but that was um that was uh um like that that new yeast that like yes but, yeah yes yeah it's this new yeast specifically specifically that, that, that that, that oh you, really? don't have to, you don't need to keep the kettle going all, all through the weekend yeah, and it brings out the lactic acid in it. Wow! And it, it was super tart. It was tart as fuck. I love that. Yeah. I love. I'm like a,
0: warheads were like my favorite candy growing up. I don't know if you ever had one of those. Oh like yeah, yeah, like yeah. This like was on hurt that your level. Face. But... Yeah, I love like true sour, sour, sour yeah. beers. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. right down my alley. Thanks, folks. Awesome
1: yeah. Beer. Um. Yeah. That that is w- the one. that. I would say that was uh one of the most they also unique have a beers. Specific.
2: Seltzer too now. Oh is that right? Oh really? No kidding. Nice.
1: The industry continues to evolve. <laughs> it always
0: changes right? Thanks for listening to part one of our interview with Peter Bissell of Bissell Brothers Brewing. You can find them at Thompson's Point uh, in Portland. You can also find them on Twitter at Bissell Bros Brew. And you can find Peter on Twitter at P. Jensen Bissell. Uh, We've got part two coming out from our interview with Peter, uh, including the rest of the Bruins game that we were recording during comeback win complete, as I said uh, and we'll have some, some more bees talk and some more beer talk coming up with Pete in just a little bit. So keep an eye on the pod feed and on our website, bruisingbruins.com.
3: Part two will be posted there early next week. See you then. Cheers.